welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And we have a little bit of a weird uh, recording schedule this week. Everybody seems to be traveling except for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mods is out of town tonight, and I will be leaving tomorrow to go out of town for a little bit and so because of that we're recording on saturday night which we typically don't do we usually record sat sunday mornings if you listen but we're doing it we're mixing it up a little bit changing things around and we're actually streaming almost right after you finished or yeah we're recording right after you just finished your stream Yes. Yep. If yeah. anybody watches, we we have started streaming on Twitch uh, on on the weekends mainly. Uh, occasionally, maybe during the weekdays, but uh, on the weekends we started streaming. I just finished streaming some of the Long Dark, which has been going really well. The game is definitely different than what I was expecting it to be. I mean, it seems like today it took more of a turn. A scary and, turn today. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, For kind sure. of interesting yeah. story, and I'm really liking it. Yeah. So I'm happy to be playing that. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good stream. I really enjoyed it. We had a bunch of the regulars jump in there, a couple new people just chit chatting around around the campfire. <laughs> so, but we have some very new and very exciting news to talk about this week. Uh, we got a Pokemon showcase because, as everybody knows, I believe today actually is the twenty fifth anniversary of pokemon so they had yesterday they had the pokemon showcase they talked about all of the games that are coming out we got to see a bunch of new information it was wonderful so the the whole premiere obviously was on youtube and if you could get around the annoying buffering which everybody seemed to have to deal with it was kind of painful to it was watch so annoying <laughs> yeah it was really aggravating because everybody yeah. you know was obviously excited for some pokemon news and we had to watch buffering mm -hmm. and then at one point the, the the stream just like cut out and then went to some random person's stream yeah. so had to go back to the stopped. stream yeah it was crazy but uh it opened with about a five minute montage of the 25 years of pokemon it was really cool to see going through all of the old games the cards the movies right up to pokemon snap it was really really it was cool. It was cool to see all of the stuff and be like, oh, I remember that. I remember that. Um, some of the big announcements that we got, the takeaways, there was basically three of them. We got a new trailer for Pokemon Snap, which everybody knows is coming out April 30th. Uh, it did show some new features, I guess, including different tools. You can now edit photos. You can put like Instagram filters on them. You can put some sort of little bit of pizzazz on there. And then apparently you can post them almost like it's a, it's a Nintendo social media app where you're going to be posting within Pokemon Snap. And from what I could gather, it's going to, if you have Pokemon Snap and I have Pokemon Snap, we can go on and see everybody's photos that they took. Snaps. And then you can somehow rate them. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's that seems like that's a thing. And they also showed that with those new tools, you can make the Pokemon react. So it showed Pokemon glowing, some of their move attacks changed color, different elemental effects, things like that. So we died, we got to see more details of Pokemon Snap. Uh, it doesn't change my opinion of Pokemon Snap. I think the game looks really nice, but it doesn't make me want it. I, I'm still not. I'm still not convinced that it's a game I need. Yeah, and it's funny because I felt like this advertisement as I was watching it. I felt like I was watching an old Barbie commercial. Mm -hmm. The way that they were talking about things, and it made it pretty clear to me, like this is definitely not geared towards my age. <laughs> 
I, I'm I not feel sure like what. It's definitely, I feel like from that, it seems like it's for a younger audience, which is fine. Maybe older people will like it too. I'm not judging you if you are into it, but just I don't think it's for me after watching yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. never liked the original Pokemon Snap. I just did not get it. I don't understand why people even liked that game. I mean, it's a game. cute idea, but <clears throat> it's just, cute, but there's nothing yeah. to it. There's no substance mm-hmm. to it. There's no like, you know, if if they come out because I, I was wrong about Animal Crossing. We obviously played that quite a bit. So if they <laughs> yeah, come out with <laughs> Pokemon Snap and they really start to show some of the details, like what if if it, if it, there was a lot more aspect of collecting, you know, if, if maybe you can collect different cameras with different lenses and there's different things that you can do and Mm. upgrades and, you know, you're, you're working on getting all these photos and, and it just felt like there was more to it than just a game on rails where I'm interacting with Pokemon. Like a lot of the, the reactions that I saw was, oh my God, it's so cute. It's so, oh, I love it. Um, cute is not a metric for me that I buy games. Like, I, I just don't care. I'm not going to buy a game because it's cute. There needs to be something more to it, something a little bit more substantial. Especially if it's going to be a full price game. There uh, needs to yeah, be which I'm sure kinda, it is. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm sure it is. But like I said, I mm-hmm. never liked the original one. It was just not for me. I thought it was extremely boring. This looks also extremely boring because it doesn't look like it's adding anything to it. So maybe if some of our listeners out there are just adamant, they love Pokemon Snap, jump into our Discord. Let us know why, because I'm so interested in hearing why, like sell me on it, I guess, a little bit, or at least talk to me about it because you know, I was wrong with Animal Crossing. We ended up really enjoying that quite a bit, even though I, I don't play it that much now, but I did enjoy it quite a bit. So maybe maybe I could be wrong, but I just did not like it the first time around. And this mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it's any different. Yeah. And I never played the first one. I didn't even really know much about it at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I think that's too, like I don't have that nostalgic attachment to it where I feel like a lot of people really do Do. or yeah yeah Yeah. but i think you know it looks really well done and it looks very cute and i almost wish that they used this style for what we're going to talk about next yeah yeah absolutely now that's speaking of the nostalgia they did (laughs) announce brilliant diamond and shining pearl which is 15 years after the original 2ds release of diamond and pearl which it's funny because i went digging through some of my games i have diamond i fired it up on the old (laughs) 3ds um I, you know, I, I don't have a connection to this though. Like I said, I own it, but I, I wasn't really connected to it. Now th- I will say though, that this is being developed by Ilka, the studio behind Pokemon home and not game freak. I don't know if that's going to make a difference, but it will be, um, the, the original director of Pokemon diamond and Pearl will be involved and be working alongside Ilka's team. Uh, so that mm-hmm. could be okay, I guess. The original games have been faithfully reproduced, they're saying, which I think is going to mean it's a one per one to one, right? Everything yeah. you did in yeah. those, it's going to be exact. They didn't, they didn't change anything. They didn't like go crazy and add story or change anything That's in the, the story. That's the impression I get. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's very much, if you've played that, you're playing this, but it's just going to be in a new style. And it seems the fans are very mixed on this chibi style of the game, which is like this sort of cutesy look to it. It does go with the the same perspective, I would say, where it's a top-down perspective, but it just has a more um, 
dramatic 3D. sort of 3D, yeah. yeah, chibi style where just like big heads and sort of weird disproportionate bodies, like cutesy, you know? Kind like of like Link's Awakening, but a little less toy-like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little less plastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are saying this looks a lot like a mobile game, which I kind of agree. The textures seem a little off. Things don't, you know, and it's still in the works. I mean, we still got quite a few months sure. before this comes out. So that could maybe get refined a little bit more. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I didn't think it looked terrible, but I don't think it's something I personally need. I have Diamond. I don't even think I played it. I don't need to be spending probably a full price on a new 15-year-old version of a story I already know. Yeah. Now, the one I actually am excited about, the thing that I think... I'm hoping, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, is the thing we've been excited for and wanting for quite a while is Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus. I'm not I think sure. It's Ar- Ar- I think it's Arceus. That's how Ar- I've I thought it was Arceus. Most people. But I don't know, maybe Arceus. So Pokemon <laughs> Legends Arceus. Now, this one looks really exciting. And they even say they're going in an exciting new direction for this version. This is a mainline story in the franchise. It is a prequel to Diamond and Pearl, which maybe makes sense why they came out with Diamond and Pearl, because this one takes place before. But I can't help but wonder, like, why? Why does it have to be a prequel to anything? Why isn't it a prequel to the originals? Why did Mm -hmm. you pick Diamond and Pearl? I'm so curious and confused as to, like, why this region, you know, why the Sinnoh region? Why are you even using that area? Why don't why isn't it just this game, but a new game? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what, you know, where the thought was in that, but they are saying that this is going to be an open world adventure. And that is something we, th- essentially, this looks like it's going to be Breath of the Wild for Pokemon. And that is something we've wanted for a very long time. So I am extremely yeah. excited. The The footage was a little rough. I will say I watched the trailer <laughs> again and I was watching yeah. some of the animations of the Pokemon like as you're sneaking up to catch them and they're at like three frames per second. They're just like clunk, clunk, clunk. Again, this is coming out in 2022, so we have tons of time to refine it and get it just right. I hope this is the game we've been wanting all along. I hope this is the, the an actual open world game. The only thing that could make this better is that if the story was more like I could customize the characters and I could bump into you in the wild and you have your own customizable character, that does not seem to be the direction this game takes, but maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that means... The next one will be like an MMORPG where you create your own. Oh like I want gosh. a World Could of Warcraft imagine? version Pokemon. of Pokemon <laughs> where you essentially create your own trainer. That's what the game is about. It's you are a trainer. So let me make a trainer and go out there into the wild and bump into other trainers and actually battle other trainers. But if this is the step, if this is the Breath of the Wild Pokemon game, I am so excited. I am ready for it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I mean, this is kind of what we were saying after Sword and Shield came out, what we wanted, what we wanted to see Pokemon do next. Mm -hmm. So hearing that they are going in this new direction, I just really hope they don't screw it up. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a long time till this comes out. So there's going to be a ton of information on this. We're going to hear all kinds of stuff on this. But I'm excited. This is finally the step. This is like the wild Mm -hmm. area in Sword and Shield, except the entire game. At least that's how they're marketing it and it does have mm-hmm. the look of breath of the wild where it's sort of a cell shaded animated look and i think that is going to lend itself better 
graphically. Well, it's funny because, and I'm I'm actually really surprised because it's so far away and it's still kind of pretty early in development that they showed any game footage, whether you know it's working or whatever, because you know that's what people are going to stare at and analyze and look and be like, oh, that's only moving at three frames per second. This game's going to be junk. Yeah. And it's like, it's still, they even had a thing that said not final game play or whatever. Yeah, like, of course. obviously, it's still in development. So, yeah, of course. I think, you know, going into it, I, I'm not going to say like, I'm stoked for this because there's still so much unknown about it. I like yeah. the idea. I'm excited to see what they do if it's good. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I totally but, agree. But I yeah. don't I, I don't think anybody can like dump on it yet because it Deep is dive, so yeah. far out. Don't you can't analyze every little aspect right. of it. I do think yeah. that there's there's things there where it's saying it's pointing to it being early, but hopefully that will get refined. And I think mm-hmm. without a doubt it will. Now, I will say we obviously don't have Mots on the show, but he is so excited that he wanted to add his thoughts to this uh, presentation. He wanted to talk about, he wanted to gush all about all of the Pokemons. And we're going to jump over to him real quick so he can he can spew all that love all over the listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michael and Christina. Yeah, I am really excited for the Pokemon 25th anniversary Uh, It seems like I had a better experience than both of you combined, seeing that I watched it on YouTube a few hours after the event, so it was smooth sailing for me. But that being said, I really, really loved this opening. It really brought me back to all of the amazing years of my life since I was a nine-year-old or so um, that enjoyed all of these Pokemon games. I remember buying Pokemon Blue for my Game Boy and just absolutely playing it nonstop. It was maybe the first game ever that I clocked in over 60 or 70 hours on trying to catch every single Pokemon. So this really brought me back to my childhood and also to see all of the really cool nostalgic items that we didn't even necessarily get over here in America. So they really went into that. So I really liked that aspect of the opening. It was quite long, but to me, it was very delightful as a Pokemon fan. All right, now Pokemon Snap. I agree. I am I, with you, Michael and Christina. I'm not necessarily sold on Pokemon Snap, but I am glad that it exists because there are people that are going to love it. It does give me that Jurassic Park vibe a little bit, but in a much cuter and cuddly way, I guess, with the Pokemon that are there. But to be honest with you, I am number one most excited in the entire world for Diamond and Pearl being remade. This is amazing because... The Pokemon company knows how to re-release games and make money on them. I think it is astonishing, to be honest with you. Because with Sword and Shield, we got into this half-open world concept. And it's really hard to go back. Like, they're not going to be able to create a new Pokemon game for the Switch that is the throwback to the classic Pokemon game. However, they have this huge catalog of all these old Pokemon games that they can remake and remaster. And this remake looks delightful. It brings me back to the Link's Awakening remake that you were mentioning earlier. And to me, this is just spot on, and I am definitely a must-buy. I'm pretty sure I purchased Pearl previously, and I think I'll purchase Pearl again. Um, I'm not one to shy away from picking a specific uh, version of Pokemon and sticking with it. So I'll definitely go that route. Now, when it comes to Legend, 
or whatever it's called. I'm not really sure what this game is about because it feels like they showed a tech demo a little bit. Like they're like, hey, let's take maybe the engine of Legend of Zelda and how do we make Pokemon in there? Like the throwing of the Pokeballs were a little bit weird. You know, they're going to really need to try to spice this up a little bit. Like, I don't know how this is going to be better than Sword and Shield, but I will say that I'm interested to see where they go and just to see how much Pokemon content is being generated throughout the next years. And they didn't even talk about mobile games and other things like that. So it's going to be an exciting year for Pokemon, just like it was an exciting three years for Mario's 35th anniversary. But I am super excited. I love this Direct or whatever it was. I don't know. Just give me more Pokemon in my life. But let's kick it back to both of you. All right. Well, I'm sure there was a ton of Pokemon love there for all of you to digest. (laughs) So we could go to the next story now. Well, I do want to mention, too, because I just realized that we didn't include the date. So Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are coming out at the end of 2021. So it's pretty, you know, close by. It's not too far away. So I'm thinking probably holiday 2021. And then you have in 2022, Pokemon Legends, which is coming out early 2022 at the moment. You don't have much of a buffer there to actually, if anybody didn't play Diamond or didn't play Pearl, there's not much of a time frame to enjoy Diamond and Pearl before Arceus comes out. So I find the timeline really interesting, what they're doing there. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's what's their thinking? Yeah, it's a little tight. It's a little tight. I will say I think Diamond, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will be November, mm-hmm. um, you know, into the holidays and Legends will come out this time of year next year because it's a, the, mm-hmm. the anniversary. So I think yeah. you're going to have maybe six months between them. And maybe maybe four months between them. And that it is tight. It does seem like that's tight to me, but I guess we'll find out. Especially since there's going to be so much time in between Pokemon Snap and uh, Diamond and Pearl. So just just interesting dates (laughs) they've chosen. All right. So moving on to our next bit of news. Both Michael and I are extremely excited for this. We've been looking forward to this for such a long time, and we finally have a date. Subnautica Below Zero and the first Subnautica game are both coming to Nintendo Switch on May 14th. They're going to be $29.99 each in the eShop, but Unknown Worlds Entertainment is partnering with Bandai Namco to create a physical release. So they're going to be doing a physical bundle of both games, and just mention both games will be on one cartridge for $59.99. So that's a nice bundle. And I like that it's not two cartridges. I like that it's one. It makes it a little easier. Yeah. But sure. I'm sure you're still going to go for the digital versions, just knowing you. I mean, it's a, yeah, I'm going digital. It's the same <laughs> yeah. price. It's not like it's, yeah. it's a deal, really. So I, I would just continue to go with digital uh, unless they're so massive, I can't fit them on what space I have or, left. Or if the physical bundle has something like really cool that you only can get with the physical bundle. Yeah, but that I haven't really been but, seeing that too much unless you pay even extra to get a like a, like collector's, a collector's edition. edition. Yeah. But if it does, who knows? You know, mm-hmm. but yes, I'm extremely, extremely excited for some Subnautica on the Switch. Yeah. I will keep an eye out for it. I want to make sure the reviews are good. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is a game that it could potentially not play well on the Switch. I mean, that's very possible. I know a lot of computers had struggled with it performing well. It just 
on the computers. So mm-hmm. we'll see how well it's optimized for the Switch, but I am so, so excited. I, I played the uh, original Subnautica quite a bit. I didn't finish it, but I played it quite a bit. I think you got about maybe halfway through. Half, maybe a little further, but yeah, yeah about. about. Um, but I, I've been wanting to jump back into it, but at this point, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to play it on Switch. I'll probably stream quite a bit of it. And I just want them on the go. I think it'll be, I'll be able to Mm -hmm. play them a lot more. I'll get more time in on them. So yes, I'm so excited for this and I want, I'm ready. This is for me that I'm more excited for this than I am Pokemon, to be honest with you, because I just, I love this game. I, I really enjoy it. And, um, as far as the Pokemon announcements, Pokemon legends, which is so far out that Subnautica is much more of an exciting, uh, little bit of information that we got. And it's kind of like two-ish months away. That's not long at all. It's, I mean, two months for us, it goes by so fast too. So that's, yeah. that's exciting. And you did say you plan on streaming this. So yeah, yeah I think I will. Very yeah. excited for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely will probably stream this. Um, yeah. Now, another thing that we got, I mean, so we got the Subnautica date, which would have been awesome to get during the direct. I don't even know if yeah, they yeah. mentioned Subnautica during the direct. They may have, nope. but I, I nope. don't even remember. Okay. And then this one, <laughs> we, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is confirmed for 2021 coming out on the Switch. We just had a direct. Why didn't you mention this? You know, I this I know. seems crazy to me. I don't yeah. know what the marketing thought was behind this. I don't know if Activision was, if it was because of what, like, I, I don't know what they were thinking here. But we just talked about this, I think, last episode because I had mentioned that Diablo um, 2 remake is going to be coming out on the Switch and that Vicarious Visions, which is a local studio for us, did this remake. And here we are now talking about it this week that this is coming out on the Switch. What is up with this weird timeline happening right now? I have no idea, but I am so excited for this. Um, And and it's awesome because if you do pick this up- If you are a fan of Pro Skater 1 and 2, then you will notice that in the very first uh, level, the very first area is the warehouse. And on it will have all kinds of – it takes place in Albany, which is obviously where we – live so it's very cool to see like this little throwback i didn't know that yep that's cool and and in the warehouse there's spray painted like a um on the on the wall of the warehouse that you're in and i think it makes reference to i don't know mechanicville or troy or something like that because that's where we are that's our region so that's all of our stomping grounds (laughs) so it's very cool that you know a local company did this and uh, we are very excited. Now, I already have it on Xbox, and I have no idea if I'm if I'll pick it up again for the Switch. But who knows? But if nothing else, it is a fantastic recreation of two fantastic games. So definitely, if you haven't picked it up, you should definitely look at this one. Yeah, and it's just crazy. It feels like there was another direct this week between Pokemon Subnautica and Tony Hawk. I feel like Nintendo should have just waited a couple more days for their directs. <laughs> Yeah, so they could have actually like officially announced this stuff in their big direct. Mm-hmm. It just it's uh, it seems yeah. so weird. A lot, of, a lot of stuff, but that's all right. I mean, yeah. I I would assume Pokemon stuff was intentionally held off because they knew they were going to sure. have their Pokemon Pokemon presentation. You know, I can't fault them for that. But Tony mm-hmm. Hawk and Subnautica giving a launch date; those things seem like they should have been included. I'm, I don't know why they wouldn't have been. Maybe the deals just got finalized. That seems crazy to me. But I, I mean, it's so many different knows? studios with different release times and weird things overlap. Lap, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, so next little bit of news apparently, Monster Hunter Rise is officially no longer going to be a switch, ex- a switch exclusive. Hmm. Um, 
It's only one month away from the release, and it's going to be coming to PC in 2022. It is still very much so in development, um, but it, what's interesting is this was actually speculated ever since, I guess, in this past November, there was a big data hack in Capcom, uh, and people were like digging through it, and they're like, oh, this is going to come to PC, and I guess they just finally decided to announce it. So uh, at the moment, there's no other consoles mentioned, just PC. Who knows if that'll change? But I think it's very interesting that this is, you know, Monster Hunter has always been a Nintendo thing, correct? As far as I know, uh, yeah. like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the series. It's it, no, it's Monster Hunter World is is on all the other consoles too. So okay, all right. Um, it, it's not unheard of that it's on the other consoles. It's just this one was kind of originally being marketed as a, um, you know, an exclusive. So yeah, it was like yeah, meant, yeah. it was, you know, it was built for the switch and all of this yeah. stuff. So uh, who knows, maybe it'll look better on PC. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a crappy port to PC because it was built for the switch. Yeah, I have no true. idea, but like I, I said before, if, it's monster hunter. It seems like the timing is weird. For this. I guess that's just the theme of this week's episode is weird timing, but why would they announce this one month away from it being released on the Switch? You'd think they would want to wait until after because I feel like right now there's going to be people saying, oh, well, if it's coming on PC, I'm just going to wait and not get it for my Switch because it'll probably yeah. play better on my PC because, I mean, most people have PCs, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Still I don't know. Like, I was going to say, I mean, yeah. if anything, it's it, yes, because it does seem like if you were originally going to be buying this for your Switch, why would you come out? like it seems like it's eating into your launch sales. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, because if, if you were going to buy it on the switch and now you find out, Oh, it's going to be on PC, you're going to wait. And if you did buy it on the switch and then it comes out on PC, whenever they make the announcement, let's say six from six months from now, mm -hmm. then a lot of people will be like, Oh, I, I don't have a switch or I didn't want it on the switch. Now I'll buy it on PC. And now you kind of get another boost in sales. So yeah. I don't understand the thing behind it. It does seem like it's going to eat into their sales a little bit, but who the heck knows? I, I don't understand it. Maybe I mean, so many people want this game that they're just not really concerned about it at all. <laughs> yeah, that could be too. That could, that be, could it. be it. It just seems so strange to me. Yeah. Yeah, I huh. agree. Yeah. Now, we mentioned last week that Animal Crossing was getting a new update, that an update did happen. And I think uh, now you can start getting the Super Mario uh, celebration you know, skins. I got a new you wallpaper. You bought wallpaper, right? Yeah, yeah, I did get wallpaper. It's the only thing I've seen so far that's Mario <laughs> mm. related, but I, I haven't been able to spend too much time on Animal Crossing. But I'm going to jump in and see if I find... I, do, I was in the store. I didn't see anything else that's Animal I don't think it's out yet. I don't think those things are out yet. It's I, for whatever early, reason, yeah. I just got wallpaper for now. But mm. uh, we do have... Uh, like an announcement that we're getting six new residents into the game, which seems pretty big. Uh, if Nintendo announced that the Sanrio collaboration pack of Amiibo cards is coming exclusively to Target March 26. Now, we already mentioned that there was going to be more Amiibo cards coming out. I believe this is different. These are different cards. Oh, yeah. uh, they were available in other regions, but never in the United States. So we will be getting these in the States for the very first time. I think this is a wide release. I believe a lot of places will be getting them for the very first time. And the six cards depict new Animal Crossing town residents themed after Sanrio characters. So Mods is going to love this because he's a big Hello Kitty fan. So you'll have Hello Kitty, My Melody, Little Twin Stars, Kiki and Lala, Pom Pom Purin, Cinema Roll, and Kiro Kiro Kiropi. 
So none of those n- mean, names mean anything to me. <laughs> I have no idea what if what these words are. But if you are a big fan of, I guess, Hello Kitty Any and Sanrio characters, then cool. You got them in your island now. So uh, yeah, you're going to be able to scan these cards. They're going to be able, then you can invite them to be residents on your island, which I think is cool if you're a big fan. Like if I could get, sure. you know, I don't know, Link on my island, that would be cool. I would definitely do Ooh, that if it was a character I liked, you know. Um, but I think this is neat. And then at the moment, you'll get these six. These six characters. Now, it is important to say that these six character amiibo cards all will come in one pack. So you don't have to worry about the idea of like, oh, I have to buy three packs and hopefully get the ones I want. This is just one pack. You'll get all of these characters. So there's no guessing. There's no mystery. That's nice. Um, yeah. And then once you buy them, you can also start to download uh, some extra in-game store decorations that will come with the characters. So you can put them in your home and on the around the town so i think it's cool if this is a character and 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 a theme you're into there you go march 26 you get new six new residents i like that i feel like hello kitty is definitely going to make mots really play this game hardcore (laughs) that that, of all the things this is going to be the game changer (laughs) of of all the things to bring mots back to animal crossing it will be hello Hello kitty Kitty. of all things yes (laughs) now i you know i'm i just really want some i've said this already but none of none none of this is like enough in my opinion like i think these are little trickles little we need some serious dlc I think we were talking to E. Diggy on the stream, one of our listeners, mm-hmm. and he was saying a very similar thing where there's just not enough there to bring them back anymore, you know? And, yeah. and I think that's yeah. how a lot of Animal Crossing people are starting to feel, that it's just not enough. So let's get some real – I would pay for DLC. I'm not looking for anything free. Like I will pay for something that either expands the capabilities of my island, introduces a new mechanic like farming or something interesting like that. I love, love the, uh, you know, maybe this is because you and I are playing so much Stardew lately, but I would love, love, love the idea of real time farming. Like I plant something in the spring, (laughs) I harvest it in, you know, whenever and like make it a little bit different than the apples and the, and the fruit trees that we have, make it something where it's like, you have to keep Corn, jumping like on. a seasonal plant just like i want one seasonal plant that i can grow Yeah, i, I want to see That's some all. stuff i want to see some stuff or even or even i was saying like so when you first start the game your goal your main goal in this game is to get a five-star island yeah which, which is i great. still have so done. i have yeah and after I got that, it completely like I had really not much of a drive at all, except to go in and maintain my island. Well, so your museum, your museum was a thing for you. Yeah, like but even that, that. kind of trickled out. Like, yeah. I, yeah, for I mean, for a while I was like super into it, but for having something that's such a long term thing, it's it's tough. Yeah. And um, I got my golden net. I think. I think I just didn't get the fishing. Yeah. Yeah. I got all the bugs. Not the fit. But anyway, it's I think what they need to do is incorporate some sort of next big milestone, whether mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, it doesn't have to be like like 10 star island. Like, no, I don't want that. I want something a little different, but like up to the same level of goal reaching. Yeah. Like I need yeah. another that should be part of the expansion. Kind of like last week, Mats was talking about the Sims expander. Maybe it was you that mentioned the Sims expansion packs, how you have these little packs, which will give you stuff. And then you have the next stage, which is they're a little more expand, a little more expensive and it gives you more actions that you can do along with stuff. And then they have the big expansions where it's like 
whole new game mechanics that they're adding in. I wish that Animal Crossings would go that route because right now they're just giving us more stuff and I think it needs to be a little more. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, I guess that does it for our news this week. Uh, that brings us to our bestsellers. So I'll go through the top 10 really quick here. Uh, in first place, we have Super Mario 3D World. Second, Among Us. Third, Little Nightmares, the Complete Edition. Fourth, Minecraft. Fifth, Stardew Valley. Uh, sixth is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Seventh, Bravely Default 2, which is new. Animal Crossing New Horizons is eighth. Ninth is Little Nightmares 2. And then Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is in tenth. And I do want to mention something quick about Little Nightmares because also during the stream, it was a very, very chatty stream tonight. And <laughs> it segued really well into, into the podcast. Um, but we are talking about Little Nightmares. And Idiggy, one of our listeners, said that he has the physical version and he didn't really experience any issues with loading. Which is interesting because you did, I did, and Mods did, but we've all been playing digital, yeah. So I'm passing this off to our listeners. Can you please like reach out, reach out to us on Twitter? If you play the physical version, ha- have you just been thinking we're crazy the whole time talking about these loading screens? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I just want to hear possible. other people's experiences because I wonder, you know, this can't be an isolated thing. Just out of curiosity... Um, but then for new games that came out that are, that are in the top 30, we have in 26th, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, and 29th, the, you know, I kind of pointed out last week, which is Persona 5 Strikers. So uh, nice to see some new games popping up. That gets us into new releases we're into this week. Uh, we've got quite a few checks. We got some Surprisingly. good stuff. Yeah, we've got <laughs> yeah. some really good stuff here. So uh, I think you're going to be kicking it off. Yep. I'll talk about the first game. So the first one is coming on March 2nd. It's called Paco or Paco Caravan for about $8. And this is an arcade game. I'm not usually the type of person to check arcade games, but this one looked, just the look of it is kind of fun. It reminded me a lot of Donut County. So essentially you create a long caravan of different vehicles and things, and you have these different missions to accomplish. So if there's a lawn that needs to be mowed, you have to do that. You can teleport places. Um, you can have risky jumps. You can add UFOs to your caravan. Just kind of wake, like wacky and crazy, just like Donut County and just kind of fun, weird stuff. And I mean, it's like an $8 game. So if this thing goes on sale, I'll definitely be grabbing it because it just looks like a quick, you know, pick up and play for a few minutes kind of game. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We both have the next one checked. It's also coming out March 2nd. It's Harvest Moon One World for $50. This is an adventure. Speaking of farming. Yeah, farming. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Harvest Moon was a huge inspiration for Stardew Valley, obviously. Definitely. And so yeah. uh, it's kind of cool that we're getting another Harvest Moon. I don't know if I've actually ever played Harvest Moon, any of them. So I may check this one out. I want to at least put it on my wish list. Now this mm-hmm. is uh, you know the adventure role playing simulation game. You're going to be this is a long running series but it's an adventure and um around the world to revive the harvest goddess. You're going to have five unique and colorful areas, the sprawling grasslands, uh beaches, you got deserts, you got all kinds of fun stuff. It does look kind of pretty and I like any game where you're going to be doing this kind of stuff where you're going to be going around and harvesting and mm-hmm. planting and and maintaining farms and doing all these like chores that that's what kind of keeps me coming back to these games. So they're yeah. kind of relaxing, kind of mellow. You can kind of just hang out and play them. And and I like that. So I'm excited to to at least put this on the wish list and see if maybe the price comes down just a little bit, though. 
Yeah, and it's just like any other Harvest Moon game, which I it's like you know what you're going to get when you hear Harvest Moon. There's people that you can romance. There's yeah. you know family that you can have, and everybody has their own little story. Yeah, it just yeah, it's cute. Yeah, yeah I played um I pl- the only Harvest Moon game I ever played, and I was obsessed with. I got manic about this game for months. Was Harvest Moon: A Wonderful Life? And oh boy, I lost myself in that game. Like yeah, I would I mean, just stay up all night just to get a cow or something. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's similar to so Stardew. Like you said, mm-hmm. I mean, you, we play those the same way. There's just always that next day to do something. So you constantly yeah. play one more day, you know? So I'm excited for this. <laughs> uh, I think also, like I said, last week, Little Wood came out and that's one that I've been really watching. It's got just phenomenal reviews. So that one's $15. Uh, if if you like these types of games, you might want to check that out as well. But Harvest Moon, mm-hmm. One World. Uh, the next one that's coming out, we also both have checked. I'll talk about it, though. It's Wind Peaks. Come, it's, uh, yep, on the third for $15. This is an adventure puzzle game. I kind of, as soon as I saw it, it screamed, don't starve to me. Hmm. But the style of the game is more so like down in Bermuda. If anybody saw me stream some of that game, it's kind of like a point and click adventure game. Um, it takes place in a place in a place called wind peaks where mysteries happened you have to you know you're part of this group of scouts um and you try to find all these missing objects and do these fun relaxing treasure hunt puzzle things look it looks kind of cute so yeah put a check yep. on it yep. i gave it a check 15 dollars. looks nice i like the look of it a lot um why not the next one i have checked is march 4th it's called strange the departure for six dollars it's an adventure puzzle first person action game where you are a fisherman stranded on a mysterious island during a violent storm i think this looks really really interesting really really good if it's done well for that price it makes me think either it's really short or the pictures just make it look better than it actually is because it does look really pretty in the in the photos and stuff on the website but I'm going to check it out. I want to look at it. It does look like this is act one. Um, so maybe it's just be cheap because it's broken out into different parts. Uh, who knows? I guess it's maybe. developed by one person in their spare time over the last six years. So I wow. guess we'll see. Uh, but a strange, the departure. I like the idea. I like the look. It, ve- it feels very similar to like a mist. If you've ever played any of those yeah, games. Yeah, I got that vibe too. Yeah. I haven't played Mist, but I, as soon as I opened it, I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of that. Just the images I was seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the screen so grabs. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to check this out. The uh, departure. Um, yeah. We'll see. $6. I, I mean, it's. It, it almost seems it's a dodgy price. It. It's it's a, the price makes me a little nervous, but when I Hesitant, look at the yeah. when I look at the stills, I mean, it looks really good. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I had to give it a check. Yeah, me too. The next game we both have checked <laughs> again <laughs> is Kill It with Fire. Mm. It's on sale for twelve dollars. It's really fifteen dollars. So, um, you know, when you see a spider on the wall and you're just like, "Man, I really wish I had a flamethrower right now, just to just to kill that thing." And the wall it's on because it touched the wall. Uh, well, this game allows you to do that. <laughs> so it's a simulation action game. You are an exterminator with a license to kill spiders with fire and explosives and guns and basically every over excessive weapon you can possibly think of to kill a spider. You attract these spiders across suburbia and burn everything and destroy everything in your path. Uh, just a f- nice, nice, lighthearted <laughs> <laughs> spider killing game, I guess. 
That was it. Okay. That's it. That's <laughs> that was it. Killer with fire. Yeah, it That's does it. look cute. It's just a puzzle game. Why not? The next one mm-hmm. was one I checked by myself. Uh, this is Duel on Board for $8. This is a 1v1 local multiplayer competitive slash party game where you play as two pirates racing towards the last beer on the sales boat. So you're basically at seas. You're trying to get that last beer and you have to fight the other person any means necessary. It looks fun. It looks cute. I like the idea. I'm always a fan of the pirates. So dual on board for $8. I gave it a check. Why not add it to the wish list? I think it's just a fun, cute little uh, little game. If that goes on sale, I'll, I'll snag that up, play it a few times and just laugh, I'm sure. That's like your version this week of my like Paco Caravan game. Yeah, yeah, same <laughs> just idea. Like a really it's fun game. Just a fun game to try out. Yeah. You know, you play it, play it around with some people, and just have a good time. And I mean, I knew you were gonna check it just because it's pirates. Yeah, I love pirates. Much, Why not? So, <laughs> uh, the last game that we have checked this week is Sea of Solitude: The Director's Cut. I will say I was a little confused about this because I could have sworn we saw Sea of Solitude before in the eShop but I may have been confusing it for being in a direct. No, you probably did. And I, I know okay. we saw it, but this is the director's cut. So my guess okay, is yep. that this could have been re-released because of the fact that it's the director's cut. But I know we have seen this. We've seen it in a few indies or Nindy yeah. directs. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, this is something that has kind of popped up a few times. Okay, yeah. And that that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, I, I couldn't remember if it was in the shop or what it was. So this is an adventure platformer, an action game. So you play as Kay, who conquers these emotions of loneliness, depression, abandonment, um, but they take the form of these very frightening beasts and these crazy-looking creatures. It's an award-winning action-adventure game. It looks very, very cool. And this is actually updated from the 2019 version, and the director's cut features a rewritten script, a new cast of voice actors, um, augmented cutscenes, and animations to convey the narrative and gameplay experience in the best way that they could. So just a nice updated version of it. It's $20 and it mm. like for $20, it looks pretty good for 20 bucks. So um, yeah, it looks I'm great. definitely putting this one on my wish list. Yeah. Yeah. It looks great. I think this is one that we had wish list when we saw it in one of the Nindies. And I think when it originally came out, I th- I'm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we've been following this game for quite a while. I think it's awesome that they're getting a director's cut. I mean, the, the stills look fantastic from it. It just looks like a really well done game. And I mean, for 20 bucks, it's, it's a steal. Mm-hmm. Well, that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing, Christina, what have you been playing? I have been playing one game and one game only. No, oh, the game to rule them all. <laughs> one game to rule them all, Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like I, I was saying before, I get like manic about these games. I get so sucked into them. And I think I mentioned last week too, I'm so determined to actually complete if you can even complete this game because i have played the first two years of this game probably five times up until up to now and in my um in the version of the game i'm currently in right now i'm almost at that point where i'm going to start experiencing new things and i think i actually will be starting to do that tomorrow okay that's cool by the time the podcast comes out the stream will be on twitch you can go ahead and watch the the rerun but i think i might finish the community center and start experiencing some fun new stuff now have you ever completed the community center in your other place yeah oh okay see i I haven't even after that i completed Mm -hmm. gotcha so i i've played this 
several times. I've played it on Steam. I've played it on Switch. Uh, and I have I have never complete. I think I made it the furthest I made it was like into winter or something of year two. So I haven't, hmm. I haven't, or maybe even, maybe even spring or summer. It wasn't that long. Um, yeah. So I haven't made it that far, but I'm working. I am also playing this. So I'm working on my community center um, based on what I've seen. Like I've, I, I popped in on a couple of stream streamers that have been playing it. And there's a lot, there is a lot to this game. And I, I don't know how long it would possibly take to do all of the things, but I'm excited <laughs> to keep working on it, keep chipping away on it. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot there. Yeah. I was watching one streamer that I, I forgot her name and then it's like Gabby something or other darn, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, but I was watching one of her streams and it was kind of like an area where I'm at right now. And then it just jumped 10 streams ahead and oh. I saw things and I was like, what is that? I didn't even know that was a thing you could do in this game. And I had to stop because I was worried it was going to spoil things for me because she was just like running around her farm and it was totally different than it was before. <laughs> Are you talking about Gab Smolders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I've been watching her stream as well and, and her YouTube streams are really well done because, yeah. but I'm doing it according to the playlist. So I've been, I've been watching it and kind of working my way one. Yeah, it jumped like, ahead for me and I was like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> yeah, that, I wouldn't want that. Cause, and that's the thing, like, I know you're streaming it uh, to, on Sunday, so the stream will already be over by the time the podcast comes out, but yeah. I won't watch because it's it's ahead of where I'm in the game and I don't wanna I don't wanna ruin it for me. I don't wanna ruin the yeah. surprise. So I'll send but, you clips of the good parts. So yeah, nothing it's will really be spoiled. <laughs> Stardew Valley. Um speaking of Stardew Valley, this last week they announced that they released a board game. And to no surprise, it's already sold out. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The yeah, board game it's looks insane. Like a lot, and I would imagine it. There's a lot to it, but it looks like yeah. it's really, really well done. It reminds me a lot of Wingspan because of all the different moving pieces and like different <laughs> yeah. levels to it. There's because a I lot was watching, yeah, they they show like a video on of the game being set up and everything. There's just parts. There's so many parts, but yeah, it looks say too, awesome. It's, it's not a casual play really quick with a group of friends kind of game. This is like risk level. Like which you is cool. will be devoting hours to this game, which I I like games like that, especially it, it's one of those things where obviously it's going to take you a little bit to learn. But once you learn it, you get it and like you can devote a lot of time to it. But it yeah. looks a little overwhelming at first, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I would sure. still love to play it. And I hope that they um, remake a bunch. Well, That'd according nice. to Concerned Ape on Twitter, he already said they're working on a uh, another uh, I guess print yeah, of it. Good. So good, good, it good. definitely will be available, but. This came out and was, was completely sold out right off the rip. <laughs> yeah, no surprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as me, I, Stardew Valley, I've been playing some more Monster Sanctuary, and I've been playing and streaming some Long Dark. So that's no Witcher that's, this week. No Witcher this week. I haven't played The Witcher in a little bit because I yeah. I replaced it with Animal Crossing in my Switch, and because I have the physical of it, I, it's one of those things oh. where I just don't switch it out enough. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't. I don't. It's the it's the pain of having a physical version of something. It's like once yeah. it's in there, a lot of times it's just there. But I've kind of I, I don't know what's gonna happen with this Mario thing on Animal Cross. I keep peeking and nothing's really changed. So I, yeah, I don't know I if I'm just gonna be like whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'm just going to pass it by and just get back to Witcher because, you know, I've, I've been playing on that for quite a bit. But um, I don't know. Yeah, you know, The Long Dark is really interesting. Yeah, I, 
took a turn in the in the recent stream where it's just the story's kind of really getting intriguing it's a little bit of spooky stuff there seems to be quite a bit happening that you just don't know about in when you're going to this because at first it just it seems like a survival game you just you crash and you have to just make it to the person you're looking for and just survive and now there's a whole thing happening a mystery and that you're trying to unravel and figure out so you were like walking around in the game and you even said it right when i was thinking it really it's like stranger things up in here what is going on yeah things really started (laughs) happening and it's funny because you know typically i try to do the mainline story in the stream and then i'll do some filler stuff in the background like when i'm off stream so that i can just like keep the story going. And for whatever reason, I wasn't able to get on there this week because of where I had left off. I was like, ah, this isn't going to be that interesting. I I, I don't want people to have to watch me just walk for an hour. And (laughs) so I went to do it on stream and it was like within five minutes, part of the story kicked off. So it was a good thing I didn't even try to move the story forward because a lot of the times you think that there's these main checkpoints that you're trying to get to where that's this quote unquote, the story, but then the story actually finds you along the way and things happen and interactions happen that you, you couldn't even possibly expect or see to, you know, coming. So it was really Mm -hmm. cool. I'm really liking where it's going. I'm really really interested in the story so far and invested. I think after this episode, I have one more episode left of this, of the game until there's, that's it until I, I can't do anything else until they release the next episode. So you're, you're um, just starting chapter three now, right? Well, chapter, but I, it's not the episode of the game. So that, oh, it'll, there's episodes think, and chapters. Yeah, I think so. So you'll actually see like a, a, a credits roll when I'm done with gotcha. this, this, uh, episode of the game, I believe. So I don't know how much longer there is to it. I have another part of the mainline quest. It, I, if I had to guess, I would say maybe another five-ish hours of this episode, and then, um, and then we'll jump to the next one. So yeah, been playing nice. some stuff. <laughs> well, that is it for this episode of Nintendo Dispatch. Thank you for, as always, for listening. And if you would like to reach out to us, please feel more than welcome to do that. You can go over to nintendodispatch.com. We have all of our contact info over there. You can jump on our Discord. There's links to it there. You can follow us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. You can even now watch us. We've said this for so long, but you actually can watch us over at twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. We have been streaming weekly over there. So, Please jump in, chit chat with us, get to see us, let us talk to you. We would love that. And as always, this has been your 